0: It's a very warm return to Dan Proudman to talk cricket with his uh, with his offsider David Redden. Dan Proudman, welcome back. Good evening for our podcast. Thank
1: you, David. I do apologise for my uh, absence last week when work calls. It does um, call late
0: sometimes. Uh, particularly with some of the things that you've been doing the last week, which we won't mention on here, but it has been a busy time professionally for you. It's great to have you back talking cricket with me, my friend. Thank you, uh, So the results from the weekend with... Um, Dan, can I first of all say this? We owe an enormous debt to the host clubs and their curators for getting six games of cricket last Saturday. I didn't think there was a chance in hell when I saw the rainfall in inner city Newcastle uh, that fell on Wednesday and Thursday of us getting six games. But somehow we did.
1: Oh, I agree completely, mate. I was it. It Was a it was a cracking pitch. You know? Although there was probably a couple of games that um, where the runs weren't weren't huge. Correct. If you actually had looked in that first hour of play, I don't think there was a lot of wickets for all. So I don't think a lot of them could blame the pitches necessarily. So yeah, fantastic to get all of the games on. You know, as we know, if there's some on and some off, especially with these one-day games, you can really skew the the
0: ladder somewhat. So. 100%. 100%. So our results, ladies and gentlemen. Uni, superb def- uh, performance of the ball, defended 111. Uni, 110 all out. Toronto, 96 Belt, Mary, um, Dan Proudman's Merriweather, 4 for 134, comfortably defeated Belmont, 7 for 131. Hamilton Wickham, 3 for 89, defeated Charles 85. West, 2 for 98, defeated Stockton, 8 for 97 at Harker. Newcastle City going along quite nicely, thank you much. And the dangerous thing with City, Dan Proudman, is that the slumbering giant Aidan Cahill hasn't hit top form yet. Look out when he does. Newcastle City, 6 for 157 over Wallsend, End. Eight for one hundred and fifty-six declared uh, compulsory closure. Good game of cricket, and then another good game of cricket at Waratah, on what's much have been a very good pitch. Waratah eight for nine for two hundred and six after forty overs, and Cardiff eight for one hundred and sixty-seven. And I should mention Josh Claridge burgled two wickets there. Uh, Dan, I would like to face Josh Claridge for a living. I think you and I could get runs of him together, but that's another matter. First game, it be, first it be game. Sorry, be right.
1: There wouldn't be many threes run if like me and you were batting.
0: No, there'd be a lot of balls trying to get out of the fence, especially if Joshy was bowling, I can tell you. L- love you, Joshie, by the way. Okay, first game out uh, there at J.R. Ronhill Oval. Uh, and again, some of these scores, the fact that pitchers weren't flat belters is indicative. Uh, I think on Wednesday and Thursday, there was 90 millimetres of rain at Merriweather and Broadmeadow, which means, Dan, you're not very, wa- very far from them where your residence is. I'm suggesting that there was at least three to four inches of rain at your place as well, so... Um, Must have hoed down.
1: It did, but it blew, didn't it? So I think that's why we got on so well at Belmont. You know, the wind was strong, but uncomfortably strong and cold. So, you know, that's. I think that was a major play in why a lot of the pitchers got on, to be honest.
0: I spent the afternoon in the um, scorers' box at Harker with the wonderful Virginia Petherbridge, and we didn't feel a breath of wind because they're inside. It was quite pleasant. Thank you very much. Uni 110 off 34.3 overs. Simon Norval, his usual. Uh, strong start, 28. Uh, Alex Stafford, 21. And Landon Price, who was later on to have a wonderful afternoon, 21. And they're the only guys that made top top uh, double figures. Three for 19 for Connor Upton, who's a good young player. Got the Dennis Early headband he has. Matthew Somerville, two for 21. Uh, Josh Newell, two for nine. And Bryn, Bryn Osland, two for 15. Good to see Bryn playing foot, uh, cricket again. And then in reply, Toronto were actually going along all right at, uh, at uh, three for 58. or two, two Actually, two for 58. All out, 96. Uh, Leonard Price, 5 for 20. He's a young bloke. He's one of Tom O'Neill's and Andrew Harriet's young tutelages from up in, up in the uh, central northern region. 5 for 20, including a Hattie. 2 for 22 to Thomas Joseph O'Neill. 3 wickets to Mitchell Lowell. And Josh Bennett after, 5 for the week before, none for 25. But all out, 96, with uh, uh, Finlay Thornton, 18, and Ben Roberts, 34, really the only ones to trouble the score very much And a very uh, thin bottom order. And Lowell and Price ran through them terrific win for uni up they only made 110 down yeah um
1: they were they would have been looking down the barrel big time wouldn't they yeah six toronto lost. um Lost. After four for 85 thinking they were home so definitely one that uh you think that toronto has missed out on and all of a sudden uni is looking down the barrel and none and none and two and they're one and one and you know only went out of out of the lead for the for the tom walker anyway so um yeah um get out of
0: jail free. No other way to describe it. Let's go into your game, Dan, at which um, Merriweather, two from two, going along quite nicely. Thank you very much. And uh, this game was played. No, not that game. I'm sure I hit Merriweather on on the website, but it didn't come up. Here we go. Okay, so this game at Carl Oval, scored by the great Ian Gillard and Dan Proudman himself. Belmont, 131 for seven. Joey Gillard showing his maturity, 49 at the top of the order. Dom Simons, 32. No one else really troubled the scorers. Just troubled the scorers. Talk me through Dave Sellup's form. 4 4 and 4 Is he turning the ball square, Daniel?
1: Well, the pitch was turning, to be fair. Yes. Um, I'm not going to have a crack at him because we don't know Tim O'Neill at the moment. So, you know, he's the right-handed Tim O'Neill, I suppose. But, um, yeah, he, 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 he took four very handy wickers. So They got away okay. They were Dom and... and and joey took their time and and we're going at a you know moderate rate um but still um were put on 80-odd for the first wicket um before joey got out and that's when they were starting to really accelerate and, um they've got joe and then he got don simon for 32 um and uh and all of a sudden they're. You know, they just batted out their overs for 130, on. I think it's what we were saying at the start of the season where, <clears throat> you know, they got a couple of good young kids, Dom Simons is obviously a good cricketer, um, Dan Bailey, Luke Muddle, um, probably needed a bit more time, he, by the time he got in there they were probably still only going at two and over and he was probably trying to push that run rate a bit too much and got out bowled by, by, um, by Dave again, but yeah, eight wickets in two games for Dave South and, um and again, we sort of struggled a bit early and then um, the King and the Prince got us home, More and sell it um, Both haven't been, haven't been, uh, uh, haven't got out yet so far this year. They put on 45 this week to get us home to win by six. And they put on about, I think it was about 90 against Warracar the week before.
0: Yeah, they've done a great job, haven't they, uh, the King and, and Cuddles. And yeah, the two of them not out both times. Good, um, good little efforts there from McDevitt and Mayo. Um, some good young players who are in, in this game who are in the Newcastle Colt squad. Urquhart's in there. Gibson's in there. Burke's in there. Zach Stanbridge has just been added to that squad as well um, with a player pulling out injured, which is great to see. I think I've got a, quite a bit of time for Stanbridge. He could be a very handy left-arm medium pacer uh, come quick in his time. Cam Claridge, there's a fistful of them that are in this game. It's great to see all in that training squad. But uh, well done, Merriweather, a solid win, 4-for-134. I'm very impressed that Sam Holding didn't get to show us his batting wares. He's been telling me during the week he's still Merriweather's all-rounder. I said, Dan, Sam, I don't think so. But, yeah, Simon and Josh both undefe- undefeated over two innings and actually a pretty solid uh, professional victory for Merriweather despite Dan Bailey's outstanding 3-for-17 from 8, Daniel. It
1: is very impressive, Dan Bailey, with the ball again. Um... Like he was, you know, if he could have bowled 15 overs, it would have been a completely different game. He bowled those eight straight to try to get as many as he could and um, and just bowled beautifully. Um, he's, a, he's a
0: serious figure, the Van He certainly is, and of course, made his New South Wales country debut in Canberra in January. Good performance there from Merida. In fact, an outstanding performance. Over to another good game of cricket. I was just want to see how many. Oh, they got them quickly, I see. Walls End ended up. This is Walls End and City at Learmonth. Wolves ended it up eight for one hundred and fifty-six off their forty overs with Jacob Page, who made his name last year as a seam bowler, opening the batting making forty-eight. Pat McGann will be very pleased to have made thirty-two, and he'll be very disappointed if I don't mention that Dan Proudman. He, he's an avid listener to his Pat, and uh, they were the top scorers in a score of one hundred and fifty-six for eight. Two first eight um, Guido McTaggart and Cal Fowler, and uh, others other chip in Bryce um uh, Bryce Garrett and Wilson McTaggart as well. Um, but 156 off 40, you know, not a bad score, but Newcastle City ripped off the score in um, 29.3 overs, although they lost six wickets. Uh, Jay Garrett, 42, Angus McTaggart, continuing his excellent all-round form this season, 47. The next step for for Angus McTaggart, Dan, is to get from 40s, 50s, and 60s to 100s. Uh, Eli Smith, uh, another player in the Newcastle Colts squad, a, a, a careful 14 of 37 balls. And Bryce Garrett came in the end and made 23 off 14 balls and finished the game off. So a very good performance from Newcastle City. Wickets uh, Joey Clark, who's um, got pogo the week before, came back very strongly. 3 for 23 of 7 with two maidens. An excellent performance from Joey. But overall, a pretty convincing win for Newcastle City Dan Prowman. Yes it was. Um, there's a few things I
1: think you can take out of this game, Dave. And I know Cross wasn't playing, so that's a big out. But We did say at the start of the season that we thought Ben Kemenade might have been a significant loss for Walls End, and I think these first two games have probably shown that. um, You know, there hasn't been a lot in that middle order. You you did mention Pat McGann with um, with 32 this week. He got 28 last week and got him out of a fair bit of strife as well. Correct. Um, So there's probably a few little worrying things there um, early on for Walls End with that that middle order. It's only two games in, so I'm sure they wouldn't be too... Worried about it. But the other thing is, how good city? I mean, they've knocked over uni and they've knocked of Walls End. But I mean, they've got they had this draw at the start of the season where they could well have been none and four. I think they uni, Walls End, West Stockton, you know. Um, and they're two from two and doing it easy. And here we were talking, pumping the ties up of AK at the start of the season. And um, what about his, uh, his old mate Gus, who's 47 or 35 this week, and um, 57 or 66 last week. So he we scored 104 or 101 in, in two weeks. Like I said, it'd be nice for him to, to sort of move on a little bit further with that, but very impressive city. Two from two, two hard wins. And they were 420 120 or two. A couple of years ago, they probably would have folded a little bit. Not now. They, they've really changed that whole dynamic of that team, I think. And, uh, and it's showing early again that they're going to be really something that you're gonna have to play a
0: lot And Angus McTaggart is when he gets going, he bats so quickly, Dan, that he puts pressure on you. Like he's made 47 off 35 balls batting at three. Yes, he didn't go on with it, but they score so quickly. And um, and guys like Eli Smith and Nesmith are a perfect four because they're much more orthodox. In particular, Smith, who has batted long periods before to save games, um, it seems like a very good match. And they've got a very talented young side. Um, I think they need to take advantage of the fact that McTaggart and Cahill are here this year. Cahill made his first grade debut for Northern Districts last Sunday in 220 in Sydney, and congratulations to Aidan Cahill for that. Um, But, no, very good win from Newcastle City, and they are a dangerous side. And as Dan said, they've got a couple of big games coming up. My Stocko boys have got them at Learmonth in in about uh, uh, nine days' time, so that'll be huge for us as well. Um, And that's a good segue over to uh, Harker Oval, where... Uh James King won the toss and sent Stockton into bat. It was a hard grind for my boys. Uh, uh, pitch a little bit in it, to be fair. It was, as, as Nick Foster said, Reddice, it's hard work out there. We ended up 8 for 97 of 40 overs. Uh, Adrian Chad um, really dug deep, made 25 of 84. Fozzie made 21 himself of 45. But it was just tough going, and we were lucky. You know, in some ways, we were lucky to get to almost 100. Two-fers to two-meter Peter, who's back, Peter Lozcic, um. Jerry Price, two for Aiden Bills, I thought, bowled beautifully, two for 23. Um, his pace was perfect in a howling gale at Harker. And then in reply, um, despite the fact that Jerry P- P- Price was caught in a trap at long on, Zach McGuigan, 32 of 46. Aaron Weaver looked as good as I've seen him in probably 18 months, uh, 44 off 31, and drove the ball particularly well. And West got the runs in 15.2 overs, and in doing so, gave himself a crucial bonus point. Uh, with wickets to Lucas Sargent and Adrian Chad just a consumer performance West um, uh, you can't say much more they were very good on the day as I said it was hard early and the pitch flattened out a bit but I've got to give him congratulations it was uh, not. It was a bit hard, hard to take to be honest with you being, uh, being a Stockton person but it is what it is and it was a good win to them yeah it's just it was probably
1: something we've seen over the last couple of years isn't it when they sort of get their nose in front they they just bully, don't know and Now they've got a couple of others that they probably haven't had for the last couple of years. Like Zach can obviously go hard when he needs to and has a bit of license at the top. And obviously we didn't even talk about two metre Peter at the start of the season. We didn't know he was coming back. So, um, you know, that's quite extraordinary too. Again, I don't know how they're going to fit, you know, 15 first graders into 11 because they've, they've got a very, very good squad and they've, got, they've still got two or three to come back though.
0: Yeah, well, Aldus is the is the the strike bowler to come back in there. For for mine, it's who would come into that top order. But when you think of a bowling lineup, potentially of Noonan, Mcguigan, Logic, Price, Aldus. Now, Logic isn't here for the entire season, and then you've got one of the best wrist spinners in the entire northern half of New South Wales in Aaron Bills. Um, and continuing that we've didn't bowl. It's a pretty competent cricket side. And young Jeremy Noonan didn't take a week on the weekend, but he will this year. Look, trust me, he's a serious... He he bowls wheels. He's a very talented young player. Really good performance by Wests. Um, as I said, tough to take, but we move on and uh, uh, we've got another game this Saturday back at Lynn Oval at stockard, and we'll hopefully get back right, right back inward. The next game was another low-scoring fixture, um, which was Hamilton, Wickham and Charlestown. This game was played at Passmore Oval. Charlestown... One that tossed and battered, but um, scraped and scrimped their way to 85. Aaron Payne, as he always does, down the bottom of the world, hung around for 12. And Chris Rendon at 21. They're the only players to make double figures. Um, and uh, two three for there and a four for Abe Gibson, bowling his left arm off those four for 13 off seven. And Dan, I'm sure, uh, I'm pretty confident you scored the grand final. Where uh, Abe, Abe Gibson, I think, might have been the last man out in the first innings of that extraordinary Hamilton Wickham Merriweather grand final. Um, uh, Ed Bartlett took three for as well and uh, three for 23 of eight. You know, the, all of these figures were good because of the um, Hamilton's consummate bowling performance. But the bloke I want to make a note of here is Ed Knott, who um, figures of eight, po- eight overs, one maiden, three for 18, Dan, with six wides and two noes. <laughs> it's pretty amazing figures. Uh, very good performance there. And then Hamilton got him in 21.1 overs. Also, uh, ensuring what should... Uh, that hasn't gone up yet on the screen, but that should be clearly a bonus point, getting them inside 24 overs. 30 to Jack Hardigan who started off the season nicely. Jack Hardigan would be mortified if I didn't mention his three for the week before bowling his nude balls, Dan. hand on 34 in a real hurry. Ben Bolcom finished off the innings, and they got them in 21.1 overs with wickets to Dan Chillingworth, Aaron Payne, and Path Shah. Uh, good performance. Uh, Charles Starr won the toss and batted. Way too good, Hamilton. Only time to win the toss. Yep. Yep. Up,
1: um, standing in for Armsy. Um so yeah, um, probably shows a bit of the golf I think between them at the moment. Um, uh, Rendina's sort of held the one he put on um, with that twenty-one. I just yeah, they just seem to seem to be struggling with a fraction of Charles ten in the goals. Um, I know they got that bonus point last week, but Amex has still got a couple to come back. Um, but again, they're, as I said at the start of the season too, they're a different side of Bruce Hanley and that side. Just, they haven't to do, I don't know, it just appears that they do it easier with him there, whether he gets runs or not. It's just such a, an important cop for them. Um, and obviously, um, Benny Balkan getting all those runs last week too. So, you know, they're looking good again. Sam Webber's still going to come back when he comes back. And um, a few others, they're kicking along nicely two from two.
0: They certainly are. And Waratah and Cardiff played a very good game of cricket at Waratah. Over on this was by far the highest scoring game of the of, of the round. Waratah batted first. Uh, they were sent in by Cardiff. Nine for 206. Asher Robbins, 53 at the top of the order. And everybody else chipped in, particularly Faber, Taylor, McTaggart and Farouk, who batted um, uh, 7, 8, 9 and 10. Made 26, 15, 21 and 17. And that's how, honestly, you win games of cricket. Just batting, batting deep. Nathan Hilliard, two for 52, and Jay Ned two for 35, with the best of the bowlers for Cardiff. And in reply, Cardiff put up a pretty decent effort, actually. Uh, eight for 167 off 40 overs, finishing a bit short. Rahul Bakshi, who makes them a completely different cricket side, um, yeah. ended up 43 off 64. And when Rahul gets going, he's great to watch. And Michael Corrigan, with a very good knock, batting at four, uh, 48 before he was bowled by... Seen bowler Farouk, but the rest of them fell away, unfortunately. Um, for Cardiff, good win to Waratah three wickets for Farouk, uh, two wickets for Josh Claridge. Body, his little, little, um, nerd, nerdlers and medium place, medium pace pop that he bowls, but he got the wickets and uh, important wickets there. And that's a very good win for Waratah after getting beaten the week before. Uh, that's a good, that's good work by Waratah in again, what was a pretty decent game of cricket, Dan. Yeah, that's
1: right. Really important game for Warrior too. You know, we've spoken I don't know how many times now about their slow starts to the season and you know, they looked impressive against us. Um they were beat quite a few sides and um, when they get it all together, you know, and if they can get a run on then anything could happen. But they really needed to win this and win this well, I think, and they and they did that. So, um so congratulations to them. But, you know, really good fighter qualities from Carter, like you said, when is in there and I think him and um, Bailey put on 6 for the second wicket, was fantastic, you know, signs for, for them. Um, so, yeah, fair, fairly handy kind of cricket. Um, Oriton deserve to win by the
0: time. Absolutely. On to what is a fascinating third round. Uh, the couple of the games in the pool one are f- phenomenal. We'll go to pool two first. Belmont host Hamwicks at Car Oval. You would think Hamwicks would be favourite there. the host Cardiff back at Towns and Oval. Meriwether clear favourites. Charlestown and Warragul interesting game there at Royal Canberra. That'll be interesting cricket. Um, Belmont need to uh, they, they comfortably be beaten by Meriwether last week. It doesn't get any easier for them. They get Hamwicks at Carl Oval. Um, Mer- your boys Merriwether hosting Cardiff bullaroo I don't think they'll be taking Cardiff bullaroo easily. That they've, they've there's a bit more fight in them in the last six to nine months of cricket, Dan, and uh, I think that should be a good game at Townsend Oval, actually.
1: Oh, absolutely, and it's always, it's always a tough game because, I, you know, the last 15 years or so, they've played for the Gordon and got the Shield um, after the great Wren and after the great Cardiff, uh, Neil the old man, Chad Mayo's grandfather and former first-class cricketer, Cardiff. Um, so it's always a, a good battle against... The different boys, especially with the history of a few of the different boys coming to Marybird back probably 15 years ago, including, you know, your Moors and Montgomery's and those sort of guys. So it's always great fun playing them. Um, and I'm sure that'll be, the, you know, a really good day at Townsend. Um, yeah, big game, Charlestown, Waratah, I think,
0: um, for both of them. 100%. Both, both one and one. Yep. And, and yeah, you yeah.
1: have to think, well, I would have to think it, from what I saw with Waratah, and I haven't seen Charlestown, but. Um, Orita would like chances here too, I think. And
0: we will just keep punching along, I think. Um, it's going to be a fairly long year for and, and Josh Claridge, interestingly, who I was having a bit of fun about earlier on, goes back to his junior club to play for the first time. It would be very interesting for Josh, who played his entire junior career with Charlestown, heading back into the opposition, change room there at Cahyba. Over to pull one, and goodness me, have we got some games here? Walls End play Toronto. This game is at George Farley Oval. It's a must win game for both. They've really got to get moving. Um, but the the other games, Western Newcastle City, thank you very much at Harker Over. What a water game of cricket that'll be. And also a big game for Stockton and Uni. Uni showing signs of being, uh, not, not showing signs, Uni have been very, very competitive with a very, very good bowling lineup. You think about it O'Neill, Price, Bennett, Lowley. It's a very good setup against Stockton um, themselves, who obviously my boys have picked up Chatty and and uh, uh, Brendan Charlton and we've got a very good and the, the New South Wales Country captain also happens for Stock Stocko and a few bikes probably due to, to really produce for Stockton as well um, you will just hope that, um, that it's a Lenovo belt or we get some good scoring there but I think the most I think the game of the round clearly is Western City what a game this will be Dan talk us through this one yeah well it's, I mean
1: firstly it's great at Harker because it's just going to be a you know, we, we know how good a deck that Parker is and how fair it is, too. Um, so that's one great thing. And I, 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 to be honest, I really can't pick it. The way City just seem to be rolling along at the moment. And whoever wins this is probably favourite to take out that pool and get in the final for the locker cup. So, um, <clears throat> so huge game. Obviously, West at home. But West, it would not surprise me the least if City knock it over. So... Um, and a big game already now for Stockton and Uni 1-1 um, with this shortened season and all the rest of it. You don't want to drop too many. So um, that's a big game for two, you know, clubs that we thought were going to be, and still will be, um, right up there. I mean, it's, it's just a really hard call this call, cool, isn't
0: it? Um, it's really- turned out that way, isn't it? It really is very tough.
1: Yeah, and obviously that'll, um, you know, that'll open out with the two-day games after Christmas and that sort of thing, but um, really hard, cool. But cracking games of cricket, and you know anyone can win both of those. Obviously, um, Uni might actually bring a bit of momentum now that they've they got over the top of Toronto, and that might have kickstarted their season. They wouldn't have liked to have been none and two, obviously. Um, but you know, I still think Stockton are, are going to be right up there. They're a much better side on paper than what they were last year, and they, in my opinion, probably should have been in the final at least. So, don't.
0: Really, yeah, them, the vagaries of weather in March. Your my Stockton and your Merriweather didn't even get a chance to have a bowl a ball in the finals. I would have loved both of us to have a crack at, at, Belmont, at Belmont and West, but wasn't to be, and they ended up turning up a grand final of a for for the of a generation, that was an extraordinary game of cricket. That's the best game of cricket I've seen since Meriwether and Hamwicks played that 3 dra grand final that was um finished on Good Friday. That that's how good a game the cricket that was. To be honest with you, with those two sides, Dan. Um, you've normally got a little bit, a little bit for us at the end of each podcast. Have you got anything for us tonight, my friend? I know you've been extraordinarily busy with work. Have you got any little stat or anything you'd like to mention? I've
1: got a completely irrelevant and stupid statistic, David, for you. Yes, Dan. I know you like your statistics you know I like them. people might like well I'm sure they do laugh at so the first two rounds of last season there were 23 guys who were out without scoring 23 ducks this season after two rounds this season after two rounds there were 23 ducks the exact same number
0: that's right you would have thought. that's actually obscure but amazing
1: I know I know however this year were only there's only been four golden globes last year there were eight so there's double the amount of golden globes but the same
0: amount of globes yeah well landon price would have uh, taken care of one or two of those with his hattie on the weekend yes
1: so complete of rubbish means absolutely nothing but you know it's a stat nonetheless
0: dan good luck to your boys on the weekend and good luck to everybody let's hope that the rain that is forecast Um, I'm supposed to be working in Sydney at Cricket on Sunday. I'm not sure I'm going to get much, but let's just hope Cricket gets played this weekend. It would be a room of me not to congratulate Charles, Dan, Dan, on winning the inaugural Simon Moore Cup on Sunday.
1: Oh, absolutely, yes. Or the SG Moore Cup, as we like to call it. But, yes, he got fined, um, as he should have, during the first fines meeting that we had for uh, getting an eight-year-old competition. Tough
0: school! Well,
1: you know... Well, no one else had to get fined, did they? So um, no, you get fined too. But no, congratulations to
0: Charlton. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Great to hear your voice again. Look forward to catching up with you next week, my friend.
1: Thank you, Redders.
0: I'll talk to you then. On behalf of Dan Proudman, this is David Redden. It's our pleasure bringing this podcast to you every week. Good luck to everybody in the weekend. We'll see you all soon. Bye bye.